0: I'm not sure if it's over-contrived, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yesterday afternoon, did you not see the DNA of a Fitzroy member right there? The power, the speed, the grace. Did we not all see Betty McDowell right there playing for Ireland at 5.30 yesterday afternoon? Did we not? Jacob Stockdale, a new rugby superstar, is born, and we're claiming that all the genes come through his grand aunt Betty. (laughs) (laughs) But, to push it to the edge of this, when the ball's right there, and Stockdale runs onto it, Where is he? Right in Saxton's shoulder Right in the right place At the right time At the right speed Because if he isn't It doesn't matter whether he gets the ball or not He's got to be available When Saxton says Who will go to the line for me? (laughs) Whom shall I pass it to? (laughs) Stockdale has to be available With all those gifts and abilities That we saw come to fruition and maturity yesterday afternoon to be in the right place at the right time to fulfill the vocation of the gifts that you have is not contriving where we are in the 10 10 and 10 sermon series for those of your visitors We've been going through this idea of can we describe in 10 passages of scripture and 10 sermons what it is to be a Christian in 2017. And we're at part 7. And part 7 takes us from a lot of stuff we've been doing up until now to beginning to really look out. Now we've been looking out a wee bit in the last few parts of the series. We've been looking, we looked at the fruit of the spirit and how God works within us. And then we looked at the gifts of the Spirit and how God um, gives us gifts as well as developing that fruit, that formation of spiritual fruit within us, that we would be given gifts that we could do to serve others. But in some ways, we were still sort of in community, belonging to one another, but the gifts do take us out. Some of the gifts are for outside of the church rather than in the building that we're in right now. So we, beg- we began to think out. And we began to think about not conforming to the pattern of the age and to try and stand against empire and to be different than the empire around about. And that in itself is looking out a little bit. And for those, I was in Fisherwick last Sunday morning uh, preaching at an ordination of elders there. And I realized actually in the preparation for that that five and six were in the wrong order. But too late to do it here now. But they work far better the other way around. But today we are beginning for the rest of the series to begin to see that our identity is actually outside of here. And so we come to this passage in Isaiah that I could preach for a long... Maybe I should do that. Preach for a long time. And if we remember back to the start of the year, earlier in the, year, the springtime, we had Raymond Carr here. And Raymond Carr was speaking about Isaiah 6. And, and I took a refrain from Raymond for the next number of weeks before the summer, which was that in the first verse of this, we need to realize that it was in the year that King Uzziah died... And that the country's in a little bit of turmoil. It's in transition. And there are a few crises around the situation. As this moment happens to Isaiah. Why chapter 6 rather than chapter 1 of Isaiah do we find the call of Isaiah? There's all kinds of ideas that if we give Desi a few weeks he might be able to pull some of that out on. But uh, here we are anyway in chapter 6 and suddenly Isaiah has this moment when he goes to worship as normal but worship is not as normal and he gets himself face to face with God and he's frightened. In the presence of God, holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty. Now, somebody that read this week, and I hadn't time to develop this or think about this, and and maybe it's a, a, a blind alley. But somebody was saying that um, within the year that King Uzziah died, and the crisis that Jerusalem's in is that the powers of Assyria are about to descend, and um, that this is a this is a, a city which would be in siege mentality as they fear the Assyrian power, and that. Isaiah has a vision of God that yes, he's the Lord Almighty, but that's not the emphasis of the vision of God that he has. In the powers of all around him, all around him, Isaiah gets the, the vision of a God who, yes, though he's all powerful, is also gracious. A God whose holiness is the thing that he notices rather than the power. And sometimes when I was younger. And you heard the word holy Immediately you got a kind of a fear in your belly Because holy meant Damnation and judgment Whereas when we looked at the fruit of the spirit The holy spirit Growing things within us He didn't grow within us judgment It was love And peace and joy and patience And kindness and goodness and faithfulness Gentleness and self-control And that's the vision Is it not that Isaiah had Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Yes, he's almighty. Yes, he's right there. And Isaiah had the same feeling we had. Oh my goodness, I'm petrified. The judgment's going to come. But the judgment didn't come. The grace of God came. And his guilt was taken away. And his sin was atoned for. And suddenly Isaiah is brand new. Reborn. Redeemed. Saved, they would call it, in North Antrim. And what happens then? Well, what happens then is where we are today. Isaiah gets himself onto the shoulder of God in that rugby pitch. And God says, we have stuff to do here. There's stuff to be said. Who's going to go for us? Who will I send? And right there on God's shoulder, Isaiah, full of the enthusiasm of this new birth, full of the enthusiasm of knowing his guilt is taken away and his sin is atoned for, is ready to go as Ruth and that wonderful children's talk took us to today. So the big question is, where do we go? Isaiah, if we read on um, into the next verses, it's, 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 not, a, it's not exactly a, a great deal that he's getting. Because he's told he's going to go and preach and harden the hearts of the people around. And there's going to be destruction before there's rebuilding. It doesn't mean when you say to God here, I'm going to go for you, that you're going to find these amazing results. It just means we've got to be faithful, but to go. Now, Where should we go? Janice and I, a few weeks ago, were at the Scottish Baptist Assembly. Uh, more chance of me being at that assembly than than any Presbyterian assemblies as you can understand because they don't know me maybe as well as the uh, Presbyterians do but uh, I was over reading some poetry which meant I was at all the main meetings um, involved in those and then whether I had a choice or not I had to listen to the, the main keynote addresses and they were really good by a guy called Rich Robinson who's now based in Edinburgh and then there was seminars and we went to some of the seminars in the afternoon and, and, and uh, there was a girl there, Juliet Kilpin, who has been spending a lot of time in Calais at the refugee camps. And then uh, on the last night in the middle of the main final address there was this guy Tim Cheshire got up to talk about some of the youth work that they're doing in Glasgow and this incredible bus that you can take around and do all kinds of stuff with and I thought I need to tell Bowman about this. So, uh, so I said to Tim when I was uh, on the way out I bumped into him and I said have you ever been in Northern Ireland? He says yeah I'm coming over for a while. He says do you know a guy called Paul Bowman? I said, Noam, I've seen him dressed up as a secret agent in the children's talk. Um, uh, but what, what all of these things were in a two-day conference, the thing about the Baptist Assembly is that because they're more independent, they don't have five days of deliberations. So they can have two hours of deliberations, and the rest of the time they can they can think and uh, and, and listen and worship and pray. The thing that was coming through for us was the places that God was calling us to go. Or calling the Scottish Assembly to go to, and it was challenging stuff. Refugees in Calais, a story there where there was a, a a few elderly, more mature ladies, Janice might call them, or lassies, depending. We were in Scotland after all, who had decided in their little church of about fifteen to just give stuff to the refugees. And so all these refugees were coming and taking stuff from them. And then some of the Muslim refugees, the guys, the younger guys said to them, um, where is your church? And they took them to their church and they couldn't believe there was only about 15 older women. So the Muslim guy says, we'll help you. And so the Muslim men started to partner with the Christian woman in this little church. There's now 60 come to that church, most of the Muslim. And Juliet was saying, now there's a few dilemmas, but that's the dilemmas when you go. You've got to work the dilemmas out when you go. Read the Acts of the Apostles if you want to find that in a biblical sense. And then Rich was telling us about setting up home with his young wife in an inner city place in Sheffield just after they get married and how they had to learn to play bingo because they'd never played bingo but they realized the only way we're going to work here in this housing estate is to get over ourselves and start to put on little bingo things in our home. Whereas if you read the blue book, church committees, the one thing we know church committees should do is to make sure there's no gambling going on in churches. There'd be no mission in inner city Sheffield were rich if he'd had a Presbyterian committee looking over his shoulder. Where do we go? Inner city places in Glasgow and Edinburgh where this bus goes around and deals with kids with all kinds of difficulties and difficult problems. And the thing about the assembly that really struck me was that really all in all, the people were taking it in and they were for it. They were cheering it on. They were saying, yes, we're right. And I couldn't help but thinking at the end of the assembly that they would got the message. But getting the message is only one thing. Have we the ability to go where we're called to be in? Presbyterianism has historically been caught up. Um, the last special assembly uh, a number of years ago uh, I remember after it quoting David Bruce quite a bit because David did a, a whole thing at that assembly about the history of Presbyterianism and how really when we came across from Scotland to take over the land, we got ourselves bonds, B-A-W-N Bonmore up the uh, the, the Lisburn Road, Bone, the word Bone, if you see Bones somewhere and there's lots of bonds in the names around Northern Ireland, you find that these were places that the Presbyterians hid in and then they would forage out into the area, but they would be able to bring the drawbridge down at night or the gate down at night, and they'd be able to have protection and a siege mentality behind these bonds. And David was calling us to get outside of our bones into the world that we live in. When Father Martin and I had the cup of coffee that set off the Four Corners Festival, we were talking about the week of prayer for Christian unity, and we were saying how that's really the churches inside the bond, saying, oh, look at us, we don't hate each other, we can pray and read at each other's services. But we wanted something more. Martin and I wanted to take Jesus out of the buildings and onto the streets. Into the, the gaps, I guess, if we want to see that that Michael was talking about today. So we're engaging in the Shankle Road quite a bit for this festival. Talking to the gatekeepers, seeing what might get us onto the Shankle, into the Shankle. What are the arts events that might allow us to make some sort of conversation, Jesus, out of the bone, out of the buildings, into where we should be. Gordon MacDonald in one of his books, which were very popular when I was at university in the 80s, um, one of them talked about his son, who loved him so much that he bought him a ferret for Christmas. No ideas, Jasmine. Please, no ideas. We don't want any ferrets for Christmas um, in the months. Uh, people are scared enough of Odie without us having a few ferrets running around. But uh, he bought him a ferret for Christmas, and it was lovely. I suppose a ferret is lovely when it's a baby ferret. I've never had one, and I don't want to find out, so take that idea right out of your head now. Um, but he said, as the ferret began to grow up, it started to just basically eat the furniture. And there wasn't much chance of um, sort of uh, making it as well behaved as Odie. Uh, some of you have been, some of you have been. Um, so, um, so they had to decide we can't look after this ferret, we can't deal with this ferret. So they took the ferret back to let it go into the meadows. And they realized within seconds that the ferret could no longer live in the meadows. Because they had tamed it sufficiently. That it was no longer able to live in the wild. And Macdonald was bringing out that we were meant to be sent. It's not just about Isaiah here. Jesus said, follow me. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus said, as the Father is sending me, I am sending you. Jesus, before he went back to heaven, said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. If we read the Gospels, Jesus is out of the bond. Jesus spends time, yes, in the synagogue but a lot of it is in the messy relationships that he has with people outside it. Where are we called to? Because it can be socially difficult and my question to the Scottish Assembly and my question to us and my question particularly to your minister is are we able to engage in the places that we're called to be engaged in? Four Corners Festival in the first year we had a homeless feast in the, um, in the city hall. So we had about 80 homeless people from around the country in the city hall having a banquet. Um, with the uh, marching was Lord Mayor and did an amazing job that year at getting round and chatting to people. And they were served by um, Christians. Um, um, served food, really lovely food in this banquet, right in the heart of the city hall, homeless people. And Janice and I were on one of, on a table each actually. And the dilemma we had was huge. I don't spend enough time with homeless people. How do you start a conversation with homeless people? Where do you let, no. um, What do you, no. um, Where did you go to, no. um, So suddenly we find ourselves actually at the mercy of those we were trying to minister to. We were having to find new skills. We were having to be a little bit more vulnerable. We were having to let ourselves be the ones who were fumbling about trying to work out how do we, Spend a couple of hours at a table With people who've been homeless for a while It's a challenge I think if we look at it We could probably say We have social special needs Within our church And we need to work out How are we going to be able To live in the wilder Part of the world That God calls us to be in Now Before I end let's just think for a minute And Michael's Taken is there already. I was asked this week, um, Heather and Stafford Carson and Philip Rankin and I were meeting about the Holy Lands and St. Patrick's Day Festival and what we were going to do. And Philip asked a really uh, interesting question. Philip's the guy who's helping us with the Donegal Pass, he's been here, he spoke at the AGM last year. Um he asked me a really interesting question that always throws you. He says, Well, what is what do you want to get at? What do you want to do in the Holy Lands? I mean, what's your aim as a church? What's your goal as a church? For the Holy Lands. And I was going, oh, I don't really know. And felt really pretty bad about it. And then I went away and I went, Mornington. We're right there in the Holy Lands. Now, Heather heads that up and drives that. And there's some of the rest of us maybe involved in it, but probably not enough of us. But it's there. If we want to get out of the bond, if we want to get into the community, into the Lower Ormo. Where Michael was talking about earlier. It's one of the lowest in the health wards of our country. In fact, if it was in Africa, we'd probably be sending teams into it. But because it's 200 yards away, we don't realize the difference between Stramillis, which is at the top of the health wards in our country, and the lower Ormond, which is at the bottom. And Heather's there probably most days with others trying to do some work and ministry and kingdom bringing in Mornington. The food banks right there. Brenda. Doing the stuff for the food bank. And over here, there's the box that you drop your food into uh, week by week. Maybe we need to give more food to the to the food bank. But there's a possibility of getting out of the barn into the neighborhood. Ruth doing assembly yesterday morning or Friday morning in Botanic. It would have been no good yesterday morning because there were no children in the school. But she was there, thankfully, on Friday morning doing Botanic assembly where Paul's in doing classes on a Wednesday. Sunday night hot dogs that Sheena has started to do so that we might be a presence to the students that walk past on a Sunday evening when they come off the buses from being away for the weekend, giving them hot dogs on the way past um, Fitzroy. There's something we could offer ourselves to be involved in that. Uh, community carl service coming up on Thursday week. We can invite people to the community carl service. The Botanic will partner with us again and we'll find members of the community in. Baby and toddler bringing people in from the uh, outside who um, are benefiting from that. Or Thursday morning when it's more um, immigrants and refugees and the work that we do with them on a Thursday morning. Home Plus and the clothes that we give or the hours that we might give... Um, uh, to Natalie, that she announced this morning. Here's our opportunities of getting out of the bond and making an impression to go as God asks us to go. Donegal Pass with all the possibilities that might be there we'll be looking to see where do you want us to go and the good thing is we didn't say let's sell it we said let's see if God does want us to go before we make any decisions and that's still ongoing. Across the city with the Clonard Fitzroy Fellowship or the Four Corners Festival or meeting with politicians right here in church trying to see if we can't have a voice into what's happening across the city and beyond. And what was interesting about that, Gladys had a, um, Gladys Ghaniel with Ronan over here on a Sunday morning, Gladys uh, lectures at Queen's and she had Father Martin and I in doing a seminar this week and it was really interesting why people were doing religion and reconciliation. That's the module they were doing. And when they were asked why they were doing it, some of them said, because I thought that religion was divisive and I was really fascinated to see how it could be reconciling. That came from more than one, two or three of those students, maybe seven out of the 20 that were there said, I saw religion as divisive. And what I realized during that, and it, it was there all along, it was an intention all along, but it came out very clearly on on Tuesday afternoon, is that when we set up the four corners to be Jesus on the streets of the city and getting out of the bond, the other thing we were trying to do was to do that, to be an a missional sense, saying to the city of Belfast, Jesus is not divisive if we find the real McCoy Jesus he is the Prince of Peace he's here to reconcile he's here to love enemy as well as neighbor we can be involved in this stuff Fitzroy already are and then if we go beyond and you go out here today you can buy goods that are not just good but good for changing people's lives across the world whether that's in Onilakia in Uganda whether it's in Bangladesh, whether it's in India all the different things that are happening out of Fitzroy... when and Peter Maritzburg in South Africa... and London and Spain and Colombia... With what Mary Elena does... And Choker and uh, Habitat for Humanity... And the Red Cross... All these things are happening out of this community... So in many ways the Lord has said to us... Who will go to all those places? And many of us have said... Here we are... Send us... But I guess as we come to that particular part of this series... I'm just wanting to maybe encourage us to think. You could go to Uganda. You could go to India with Safara when the invitation comes. You could be involved in the food bank. You could help out with some of the stuff that Natalie's doing with the homeless. There's all kinds of opportunities. Sheena probably wants more volunteers for the Sunday nights that they're giving out the hot dogs. Thursday morning, Wednesday morning, all kinds of opportunities that we're involved in as a congregation that maybe you're sitting saying, well, I don't know. You can be involved. Just come along and give your support and you can be involved by just being a presence. Just being a presence. Because in this series, we have discovered that Jesus came to offer us life in all its fullness. We've discovered that the icon to click is the grace of God through faith in Christ. We then discover that what it is, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Then we find that God grows this fruit within us, develops fruit within us to change us from the inside out, and then gives us gifts that we might be able to serve one another and serve others. Not that we would be conformed to the pattern of the world Or live under empire But that we would be an alternative to empire And today he says to us in the midst of all that Like Isaiah Your guilt is taken away And your sin is atoned for Now who will go into the broken world around us Listen to the whisper Who will go into the broken world around us Whom shall I send Who will go for us whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Could it be something that we've said or something that's not part of this that you could be involved in elsewhere that maybe God's asking for an offering of here am I, send me. Let me close with how I closed the uh, assembly in, uh, in, uh, in Glasgow for Motherwell for the uh, Scottish Baptists. Inspired by our own Presbyterian ladies, women, big girls, lassies, whoever they were. At a PW Christmas service uh, dinner a few years ago, I asked whether there was any sending. Because the theme that year was, we are sent. Was there any sending in the Christmas story? Now we're coming, Advent starts next week and we'll have candles and we'll start to head towards Christmas. But just before it, let's close with this. An angel was sent to break to Mary the shocking news and to find if she was up for the privilege. Mary was sent into a tailspin that would need some cool prayerful courage so she sent herself off to Elizabeth, a companion who understood and affirmed. An angel was sent again to calm Joseph's shock and anger and turn his disappointment and confusion into complicity. A choir of angels were sent to sing the news of peace and goodwill to shepherds who were sent scurrying and joyous with joyous abandon right into the holy of holies and straw and filth. Oriental stargazers were sent in awe and wonder on the trail of a sign of seismic shift. So Herod sent for his religious scholars to make theological sense of the conjecture. Then the king sent his death squads To kill the idea and the revolution being born. An angel was sent yet again. To Joseph in a dream. To warn of a nightmare. Which sent Joseph, Mary and the baby off to Egypt as refugees. Because God so loved the world. That he sent himself to be present with us. To be light in our darkness. To overturn the tables of our greed. To give himself for our redemption. To bring God's will To where he was sent, as it is where he was sent from. As the father sent the baby, we are sent. Who will go for us? Whom shall I send? Here am I, Lord. Send me. Let's pray. Lord, we offer ourselves to be on your shoulder. To be sent. To do what you would long to do. In our neighborhood. In Fitzroy. Our neighborhood around where we live. The places we work. And right across the world. Lord may we hear your spirit. Even this morning. Who will go for us? Whom shall I send? And may we be courageous enough by your spirit. To respond. here I am. Send me. Help us to follow you into the week ahead. In Jesus' name, amen.